most of the time when you sign up for things online, you have to agree to certain conditions. When you buy a cell phone or sign up for Netflix, there are pages and pages of fine print called the terms of service. It's that thing you usually just click yes to and don't think anything of it. It might be easy to ignore, but it's also legally binding. It's essentially a contract. Literally by buying something, you're agreeing to their terms of service. About a month ago, Amazon, which requires all shoppers to agree to its terms of service, made a seemingly small change to that document. How difficult would it be for someone to notice this change if they weren't looking for it? I'd say virtually impossible. Our colleague Sarah Randazzo covers the legal industry. And she says that Amazon deleted a pretty small section, but one that has big implications. They took out a about 350-word portion of the site that used to detail all these complex rules of how uh, disputes would get funneled through a system called arbitration. This system, arbitration, prevented customers from suing Amazon in court. And it's something the company had been using for years. But now, Amazon is walking away from arbitration with this change to its terms of service. And instead, they replaced it with a couple sentences saying, you can sue us in state or federal court. Consumers are now able to sue Amazon openly in a way that they weren't able to a month ago. This change in how Amazon deals with disputes might encourage other companies to follow their example. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Friday, June 4th. Coming up on the show, why customers can now sue Amazon and why that matters. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? That dog does not want to be petted. (laughs) Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but prediabetes does. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Arbitration, the process that Amazon is abandoning, shows up in terms of service documents all over the place. On the consumer side, they're really in contracts that you probably sign all the time and don't think about it, like the rental car, cell phone, um, you know, websites where you're buying things. It, it seems sort of surprising to me that something that's buried in the fine print, in the terms of service through this click-through button that not that many people read, it can actually be legally binding. You should really uh, read things before you click through that. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the time? <laughs> I sure don't. That line in the terms of service about arbitration doesn't usually matter that much until something goes wrong. Say the cable company overcharged you or an item was defective or you thought that a business discriminated against you. Something you might want to do in response is file a lawsuit. But that's where the terms of service come in and that arbitration clause. The arbitration clause usually means that you, the consumer, can't file a lawsuit. Instead, you're forced into arbitration. And it's not just consumers. Companies often require their employees to settle disputes through arbitration, too. Arbitration is kind of like a regular court, but with some very important differences. Someone, like a lawyer, is hired to play the role of judge. The proceedings are shorter, and there's a lot less evidence presented than there would be in a courtroom. There's no jury and no appeals process. Everything gets paid for privately, and it all happens behind closed doors. For companies, arbitration can help damaging information stay private. 
and help avoid lengthy litigation. And in the past few decades, more and more companies have adopted it. It's basically become a very popular device for companies to impose on both consumers and employees saying, if you use our products, if you work for our company, if you rent this rental car, buy this cell phone, you must go to arbitration if you have any issue with us. Arbitration benefits companies in one other way. Consumers usually have to go it alone. They aren't allowed to band together like they can with a class action lawsuit. The big difference is that with arbitration, it's only individual disputes. So it's only me, Sarah, bringing my dispute against Amazon in a single arbitration claim. Whereas in court, it's much easier for people to team up and bring similar complaints all together. With class actions, thousands of consumers can join together to sue a company over the same reason. Like when customers sued Target over a data breach, or when drivers sued Volkswagen for manipulating their emissions levels. Even if each consumer only ends up getting a couple bucks, it can still add up. So class actions can be very costly for companies because if you suddenly have 10,000, 100,000, a million people and you have to reach a settlement, the numbers can escalate quite high. This is why companies typically prefer arbitration over going to court and have been adding these clauses in their fine print. But a lot of consumer advocates say arbitration is unfair. Because the payout to one individual can be very low, a lot of lawyers refuse to take these cases on. It's just not worth it. You know, the costs of bringing an arbitration claim pretty much make that almost uh, you know, pointless for a lawyer if you're only going to get $200. But in recent years, some lawyers have found a way to make arbitration cases worthwhile. Warren Postman is one of them. I'm a partner at Keller Lankner, a law firm that specializes in bringing large numbers of arbitrations, and I lead the arbitration practice there. Warren now works to represent customers, but for years before that, in a different job, he was typically on the other side of arbitration disputes. So I worked at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce before joining Keller Lankner for about five years. I spent a lot of time defending the enforceability of arbitration agreements. Back when he was defending arbitration, Warren heard a lot of complaints that the process was unfair because consumers had no way to band together in a dispute. And... I'm generally a contrarian. And the more I heard this, the more I thought, well, why not? So after he left the Chamber of Commerce and started working for that law firm, he decided to test an idea. What if they tried filing a bunch of arbitration claims all at once? To bring a claim for one or five or ten people at a time in arbitration just won't work. But why couldn't a firm with sufficient resources and commitment file claims for hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands? Because once that happens, I think the balance of power flips. If the firm took on a lot of cases at once, it could make more financial sense. Even though each one would still only bring in a small amount of money, altogether, it could really add up. No lawyer can continue to take on cases if they don't actually make money. And so we had to find a way to make it economical. And doing them all at once was the way we thought would change the game. Warren thought that the sheer number of cases would put companies at a disadvantage by flooding their arbitration processes and raising their legal costs. And soon, Warren would use this strategy against a big target, Amazon. That's after the break. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? That dog does not want to be petted. (laughs) Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but prediabetes does. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. 
In 2019, news reports came out that Amazon's Alexa devices, the smart speakers that you can tell to play music or turn on the lights, had been recording people without their knowledge. Amazon is responding to a family's claim that their Amazon Alexa device recorded their private conversation. Voice recordings captured by that speaker in homes and offices every day. Some allegedly recorded when owners didn't know Alexa was eavesdropping. News reports came out that they were recording people when they maybe didn't realize they were recording them and doing it without people's consent and and knowledge. And so in a handful of states, there's a law against recording people without their consent. Some class actions started to get filed saying you violated these laws. But all those consumers with an Alexa device had clicked agree on Amazon's terms of service, meaning instead of a class action, everyone who wanted to file a claim had to go through arbitration individually. One by one. We should note that Amazon says its Alexa devices only record when in use and that customers can delete their recordings. But this is where Warren Postman's idea comes in, about doing arbitration claims at scale. His plan was to use the system of arbitration against Amazon. So they basically said, fine, Amazon, if you want to be on arbitration, we'll take you to arbitration. And they eventually found 74,000 people to file arbitration demands. And so... Warren's firm started filing all those claims. How? How did you connect with tens of thousands of people who had this claim? Yeah, so um, it's really made possible by social media or digital marketing. So if you think about trying to find somebody who had bought a particular product 30 years ago, you could advertise on daytime television, you could advertise during football games. Those were sort of your options. In the newspaper. (laughs) Right, exactly. Now, it's far less expensive to find them and, and, and advertise and get them to retain you. Advertising on social media is cheaper and easier than putting together a television spot. It enabled the firm to find lots of clients. And because all the claims were about the same issue, filing complaints together allowed the firm to work at scale, quickly and efficiently. And this started to gum up Amazon's arbitration process. So what happened after they filed all these arbitration claims? It it really kind of overwhelmed the system. And so it's taken a, a long time for cases to get assigned to arbitrators. It also became expensive because Amazon was on the hook for paying the filing fees for every single one of the claims. They paid at least $25 million in filing fees. And from what I understand, they have um, potentially more than $100 million more in fees that could come due from all of these arbitration claims. Hold on, Amazon has already had to pay $25 million in filing fees for arbitration? Yes. (laughs) Wow. A lot of money. Each case can cost anywhere from $100 to $2,000 in filing fees alone, money that funds the arbitration process. And it's Amazon that has to foot the bill, not the consumers. And the reason it's Amazon that has to pay is because of their own terms of service. Like most companies, they agreed to pay for it. Because arbitration is generally seen by consumer rights advocates as um, you know, pro-company and, and not as um, advantageous for, for the little guy, is that the companies have over the years said, OK, we'll cover most of the fees for arbitration to make this a little more accessible for people. They agreed to cover the fees, but they probably never expected to be hit with tens of thousands of arbitration claims all at once. When you suddenly have, say, $1,500 in fees multiplied by $74,000, that gets much higher than if you were just handling a few of these every year. So in a way, it was kind of trying to to call companies on their their bluff almost and say, oh, you think you're going to get out of liability by going to arbitration? Like, 
you know, we'll show you what the arbitration system can do when you face tens of thousands of claims. Warren told us that after several months, the American Arbitration Association, the group that was refereeing these cases, said they needed to proceed. We're going to set deadlines for Amazon to pay the fees they owe. We're going to start appointing arbitrators. And I think that was the point at which Amazon decided it no longer wanted to be in arbitration. And this was when Amazon changed its terms of service. Those 350 words that started it all, they got rid of them. They deleted that arbitration clause without an announcement and without a press release. How did you find out about Amazon changing its terms of service? They sent us a letter. (laughs) Amazon sent us a letter saying that they had changed their terms of service to eliminate the arbitration requirement. Arbitration requirements have become standard. They're almost boilerplate for a company like Amazon. And so to get rid of that requirement and open the courthouse doors again to class actions uh, was actually a surprise uh, to see. Now, if someone has an issue with Amazon, the option of a lawsuit, including a class action and potentially a bigger settlement, it's all back on the table. Sarah asked Amazon why they're moving away from arbitration. They confirmed that they made this change, but they confirmed they've had to pay a bunch of these fees and that they face all these arbitration demands, but they really wouldn't elaborate on on why they made the change. Hmm. So, um, you know, people I spoke to have kind of speculated of, well, I, I guess they ran the numbers and decided it made more sense just to deal with class actions. So will it actually be better for Amazon to move these cases back to the regular legal system? Yeah, so that's going to be the big question. You know, class actions aren't, you know, cheap and free and easy either. And so, you know, really there's there's um, costs for the company either way and there's potential benefits for consumers either way. So it's, it's really a six in one, half a dozen in the other type of situation. For those people who are currently in arbitration over their Alexa devices, they're still going to have to go through that system that's been set up. And how they and Amazon will handle that is yet to be seen. But for everyone else who's looking for deals on Amazon Prime Day, they won't be tied to those arbitration agreements anymore. In fact, at least three proposed class action lawsuits have already been filed against Amazon since they made this change. And as one of the biggest retailers in the country, this change to their terms of service could potentially start a trend. Amazon isn't the only company that Warren's law firm, Keller Lankner, has hit with these mass arbitration filings. They've also done it to Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash, as well as Intuit, the company that makes TurboTax. I certainly uh, suspect that companies around the country this week are probably you know, calling their lawyers and saying, hey, you know, Amazon did this, you know, what's the potential uh, benefits for us? And so I'm sure there's kind of a lot of analysis and conversations going around from companies deciding if this is something they, they might want to do. That's all for today, Friday, June 4th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. Your hosts are Kate Leinbaugh and me, Ryan Knudsen. The show's produced by Catherine Brewer, Gerard Cole, Pia Gedkari, Martin Kessler, Annie Minoff, Laura Morris, Afif Nasuli, Ricky Nevetsky, Enrique Perez, Sarah Platt, Willa Rubin, Matthew Sherman, Annie Rostrasser, and John White. Our engineers are Griffin Tanner, Nathan Singapok, and Matthew Boll. 
Our theme music is by So Wiley. Additional music this week from Katherine Anderson, Peter Leonard, Bobby Lord, Emma Munger, So Wiley, and Blue Dot Sessions. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasolka. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.